Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL, I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you, so let's talk some Dynasty. Here's what we have in store for you today. Um, I have actually done quite a bit of research looking back at last year's draft. So I look back at my 2018 rookie draft board and then I compared it to actually where the players went. I did, basically did the ADP of all the drafts that I was in last year, all the rookie drafts, so that I could compare how I had guys ranked versus uh, their average draft position last year in the rookie, uh, rookie draft, compared then finally to a third layer of how I would re-rank them today. And so today's podcast, I'm not going to bore you by reading um, all the names because that would be uh, pretty boring. But in this case, I really, really refer you to the website to go to the website and read the article because then you can see all of these 20 names stacked up against each other, both how I had them ranked before rookie drafts last year compared to where they went in rookie drafts, their ADP, and then where I would rank them again today. I found it particularly useful, something that I think all of us should do. One of the best things you can do as a dynasty owner this time of year is to go back, look at your previous rookie draft board and all of your rookie drafts from that last year. One, you can just see where you learned. It's kind of fun to look back and see where guys really got a steal or where they really whiffed or where, where you whiffed or where you got a steal. And it's really good then also not to just look at the draft itself, but to go back and look at where you had them ranked beforehand so you can le- learn some things about where you went right versus where you went wrong. And so, like I said, what I did is I went back and looked at last year's rookie drafts and uh, looked at the top 20 rookies that I had um, in my pre-draft rankings, where they went in ADP, and then compared them with how I would do it if I was just to draft them again today or to create a new rookie board today. So I'll be honest in my evaluations. Again, I would refer you to the article where you'll actually see all 20. I'm not going to talk about all 20 of these players because many of them, uh, where I had them was right in line with where everyone else had them and where they would be uh, ranked again. So there are a lot that didn't move up or down too much. But there were quite a few that I felt like I did better on and a few that I think I have some things to learn from. And so really, I'll just spend this time talking about those few players. Uh, The first player where I thought that I was right was actually on Nick Chubb. So he was my firm number two, only behind uh, Saquon. Yet when I looked at all the uh, drafts that I did last year, he was actually drafted as the number five uh, running back overall. And I had a number two uh, for sure. That was uh, much higher than everyone else. And if I was to re-rank them today, I'd still have him number two just behind Saquon, of course, just behind him. Man, Cleveland's offense is really on the rise. I'm actually not worried at all about Kareem Hunt's presence on the team, um, even after he comes back from his eight-game suspension. Um, I've already moved Chubb up to my number six ranked running back overall. And so um, he was, like I said, a firm number two. While everyone else uh, drafted him at the average draft position of five last year in all of my drafts. And so I was thankful that I was able to pick him up in a redraft or or a startup draft. uh, Picked him up in one of my drafts and as well as was able to trade for him this year. I love uh, Nick Chubb. So that's one where I think I was better than the rest of the experts and the people that I drafted with last year. Second guy that I feel like I was right on, because I was higher on him the most, was Kerryon Johnson. 
Last year, before the draft, I had him ranked as my number five uh, ranked rookie um, before the draft, while in ADP, he went ninth. Uh, so he went ninth, a very kind of back end of the first round, where I had him firmly in the middle of the first round. And if I was to re-rank them today, I would actually have him be the third-ranked rookie, only behind Saquon and Chubb. So he would be my third-ranked rookie right now. Um, last year in my one startup draft, I was fortunate enough to get Chubb in the third round and carry on in the fifth round. And so I love the way that my team looks in that league with those young running backs. Um, I still have questions about carry on, particularly the fact that he's always injury prone. I think that limits, you know, his ceiling. There's got to be kind of a, you got to give him a couple flags for that, right? You can't let him rise too high because I do think that they're going to either limit his touches or if they give him too much, he's likely to get hurt just like he did last year. Um, That said, I still have him as my number 14 running back overall in my rankings, and I really believe that Detroit wants to become a run-first offense. So this could be a great year for Carrion if he can stay healthy. So I was happy uh, to pick him up in several drafts last year because I was higher on him than most everyone else. Like I said, I had him ranked as number five, and his average draft position was actually number nine. So I feel like I won on that one. Next guy I'll mention is Cortland Sutton. This one's a little bit different. I actually was lower on him than most. Uh, I had Sutton as my number 18 player before last year's rookie draft, and while his ADP was 11, so seven-spot difference there, pretty big difference from where I had him ranked to where his average draft position was in my drafts. I was much lower on him than most of the experts. In fact, I had eight rookie wide receivers ranked ahead of him last year, so that was uh, definitely not, didn't fit with a consensus on that one for sure. While I'll admit that he played a little bit better than I expected, I still have him ranked lower than consensus today. Like I still today have four uh, rookie wide receivers ranked ahead of him, and I would only rank him as the number 15 rookie um, if I was to re-rank today. So I'm still lower on him than most, uh, although he did move up. Since I had eight wide receivers ranked ahead of him before the draft last year, I still have four ranked ahead of him um, this last year, and that would be uh, that would be DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and uh, who's the other one there? Dante Pettis, which we'll get to next. Next is Dante Pettis. I feel like I was right on him. Now, the, the difference wasn't as drastic as it was with Cortland Sutton, but I was higher on Pettis than most people, though not a lot higher. I had him uh, ranked as my number 16 player overall last year before the draft, and his average draft position was 19. So not a huge difference. Difference of three there anyway. I had him ranked 16. His average draft position in my leagues was number 19. And the, the big change for me, though, right now is I actually have him ranked as my number one rookie uh, wide receiver. So he's number one for me. I know that they're not going to be consensus. A lot of people would totally disagree with me on that, but we'll see what happens this year. Um, he came on really strong at the end of the year last year when those injuries made way for him to get more playing time. Um, I already liked him a lot. Now he's got – he did all that with uh, backup quarterbacks, two backup quarterbacks there in San Francisco. So now that Garoppolo comes back – Uh, San Francisco's let Pierre Garçon go this year. And not only that, they've also not made any moves for wide receivers in free agency. I think it's very likely that they're going to draft at least one receiver, probably two. But I think the fact that they have let other guys go and haven't made moves in free agency, although they were trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. on trade, it sounds like, um, I just think it speaks to their confidence of, of him. They really like him, as do I. So it might be controversy on this one, but Dante Pettis, I had him higher ranked before last year's draft and drafted him higher than ADP. But now I've actually moved him up to my number one wide receiver in this rookie class from last year. One more guy that I think was a a hit for me, something I did right, was I had Antonio Callaway um, right. 
And I think the process is right. You're going to hear me say here in a minute that I think the situation's changed. So as for the rankings, though, last year um, I had him ranked as my number 19 uh, rookie draft, rookie, and last year's draft before the rookie draft. So he was my number 19 player, but his average draft position was number 29, so a pretty, pretty big difference there. I had him ranked basically 10 spots above ADP. He's a little bit of a unique case because there were likely some people who passed on him because of the character concerns. There were some issues with the law um, that people were concerned about. So I'm, I'm sure that some of my rookie drafts, people just had him off their board. They just weren't, weren't going to take a stab at him. So that's probably why he fell all the way to 29. That said, I still think that I saw a lot of talent in him and, and ranked him higher uh, than everyone else was happy to get him in a couple leagues. And now, of course, we're all sad that we have him because the Odo Beckham Jr. trade has really uh, squashed his value. It looked like he was definitely establishing himself as a number two wide receiver there with he and Jarvis Landry and the incredible uh, great year from um, Baker Mayfield. More on him in a bit. Uh, really looked like he was going to be the number two, but ultimately now he's the number three, and I think this really, really limits his upside. So while I was higher on him than most, and wait, I feel like I'd, the process was right and I did better than his ADP, the fact is now I would not rank him among the top 20 rookies, largely because of the situation change uh, that has happened there for Antonio. So those are a couple guys I feel like I got right in this process of kind of examining. Here's a couple guys that I think I actually got wrong. So Sony Michelle's one that I think I got wrong. I was much lower on him than, than all the other experts out there. I was lower on him um, before the NFL draft. So even before the NFL draft happened, I noticed that I was you know not ranking him as high as, as most other people. Um, but then when he got drafted by New England, I even moved him down my board more because I just don't like New England running backs. It's, they just keep going with that running back by committee philosophy, and it just drives me crazy. So when it came time for the uh, rookie draft last year, I had him ranked number seven um, as the, in my rookie draft, but he was drafted. His average draft position was number four. So you can see I was lower on him by three spots compared to where he was drafted. I actually even saw him go number two in two of my rookie drafts. So in, in two of my leagues, he went number two overall. And so when the year started slow, I, I certainly kind of had a smile on my face because I thought, I thought I was right and because I was lower on him than most people. But the fact was that uh, after that rough start with New England, at the end of the year, he, should, he did. He just came on super strong. Now, if I was to re-rank him today, I would rank him as the number four rookie, you know, where before I had him as number seven, so he's moved up. Um, I still have the concerns about the Patriots and the way that the running backs cut into each other's time. Uh, that said, if I was, it was to be honest, I would say my evaluation on Michelle was a bit off, and I should have been higher on him, and I am higher on him today. He would be on my number four rookie if I re-ranked them. Next guy, it's kind of hard to know what to say about him because no one had him ranked. That's Philip Lindsay. I'm not sure that I can say that I was wrong on this one because everyone would have to admit they were wrong, right? Like nobody drafted Philip Lindsay in any of my drafts. And I do all my drafts before the preseason. So if you're in a league that drafts, you know, after the preseason or during the preseason, maybe someone was smart enough to pick up Lindsay because they would have known about his chances by that time. But no one really drafted him. So we went from basically undrafted in all of our uh, rookie drafts to now I have him ranked as the number seven uh, rookie overall. When I re-rank them today, he's number seven. Um, I still have concerns. I believe that, that Royce Freeman is really going to cut into his workload uh, this year, um, especially on the goal line. He did that a lot last year, and I think he's going to keep that role this year. But it's not just going to be the goal line. I think that they really want to give Freeman a chance to prove more than they did this last year. And so I have Freeman actually ranked as my, my number 12 rookie uh, and if I was to redraft them today. So Philip Lindsay at seven. Freeman's still pretty close there at number 12, so just five spots behind Lindsay. 
Another thing that I think I was wrong on was Baker Mayfield. So Baker was not listed among my top 20 ranked players before the draft. He actually was my number 21. So if you're looking at the article, you won't see his name. You'll see Josh Rosen at number 20, who I actually had ranked ahead of Mayfield. And so I just have to admit for sure I was wrong on this one. In one quarterback leagues, I rarely draft a quarterback in the top 20 players. I just don't feel like the value is there unless they're like a, you're just sure that they're going to be awesome and be a starter right away. There was a lot of the hesitancy with, with Mayfield, maybe thinking that he was going to have to take a year behind Tyrod Taylor. And so I had him just a little ranked lower. And um, I thought that the situation um, and just his, his skill and his size, I didn't think that he could do it. And I'll admit that I was wrong. He played way better than I thought and, uh, that he would have. And now he has even more weapons, which is pretty ridiculous. So his overall rankings now for me um, are number seven as quarterback in, a, in the overall rankings, not just the rookie rankings. So... I admit that I was wrong on Mayfield uh, for sure. Makes me want to think twice about possibly drafting quarterbacks in the top 20 instead of waiting till after 20 to do that, uh, particularly if it's someone that you really believe in. And the last guy that I think that I was wrong on was Dallas Goddard. Um, he was also not ranked among my top 20 rookies on, on the board last year. Um, he was actually among my top 20, probably around like 15 before the draft. And then when the NFL draft happened, then he got picked by Philadelphia, and everyone was like, oh, man, I didn't want him to go there because we weren't just confident that he'd be getting a lot of playing time, even opportunities, because Zach Ertz is such a great tight end. Well, we should have noticed or thought about the fact that, that Philadelphia is one of those teams that is best at using two tight end sets, and he just had an incredible year last year, and there's no doubt that he's going to get more involved in the offense this year. And so I would rank him um, as the number 10 rookie overall. Um, I normally don't draft tight ends in the top 20 if I can help it, although this year it looks like there's going to be some guys that are definitely going to go in the top 20 with uh, maybe Ir Smith, but definitely Hawkinson um, and Fant. So there will be some tight ends that go in the top 20. I tend to not like to do that because I think it takes them a couple years to really get established usually, and by that time I feel like I could you know, find someone on the waiver wire that, that could be just as good. That tends to be how I, I move with tight ends. Um, but that said, Goddard's made me uh, rethink two things in my assumptions. One, not to worry if they, if they get on a team with a single tight end uh, that's ahead of them because there's so many two tight end sets, and just trust, trust that, particularly in the offenses that have creative uh, coaches like Philadelphia. Another thing that's made me rethink is the, just not drafting tight ends early, that maybe there are going to be tight ends that can come in in their first year and really make a difference. So I've learned some things by what I think I got wrong as well. Hope that was helpful. Once again, I want to point you back to the article because it's a lot more fun when you can actually see them in front of you and you can see just the, the you can see them side by side where I had them, where their ADP was, and how I would rank them now. And that really gives you a way to look at it in kind of a visual way of seeing where I was wrong, where I was right, and where I was just kind of in the middle of the pack like everyone else, or where we were all wrong, or we were all right. That happens, of course, sometimes too. We were all right with Saquon Barkley, right? Like no doubt. <laughs> We were all wrong with Ronald Jones, wherever we had him ranked. So I feel like um, it's fun for you to go check out the article where you can see it. Well, I appreciate you uh, giving me some time and taking a listen. As always, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks.com. Until next time, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. 
Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. 